Next on PIJN News, Dr. Chaps reports on these important issues. There is a new inspiring Christian movie coming out of Hollywood. Same kind of different as me. It's gonna change the way America treats the homeless. Today we interview Ron Hall, the author of this movie. Former Navy Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt took a stand to defend religious freedom by daring to pray publicly in Jesus' name. Now he helps you by reporting the news, discerning the spirits, and praying the scriptures. Would you pray with us? Here's Dr. Chaps. God bless you in Jesus' name. My name is Chaplain Gordon James Klingenschmidt, Dr. Chaps, and you're watching PIJN News. On this show, we normally like to report the news, discern the spirits, and pray the scriptures in Jesus' name. But today we have a celebrity interview with a New York Times best-selling author, Ron Hall, and also the author of a screenplay that is now being made into a Christian movie by Paramount, distributed to theaters nationwide very soon. I've seen this movie, it's breathtaking, and it's gonna transform the way that we as Americans view the poor, especially the homeless. And it's so inspiring that I had to immediately call this new friend of mine, Ron Hall, who wrote the book and the movie. He's joining us live via Skype from the Dallas-Fort Worth area. Ron Hall, welcome to the program, sir. Hey, thank you, Dr. Chaps. It's a pleasure well, to be on your show. You're such a great American. Thank you. Well, you're very kind and I'm inspired. And you wrote this book, Same Kind of Different as Me. It's your personal story, not just your story, but about your late wife, Miss Debbie, and also Denver Moore, who is uh, an African-American man who was homeless. And the three of you are the main characters in this movie. And tell me a little bit about why you chose to write this as a book. Well, I chose to write it as a book uh, mainly because my former homeless friend who was uh, homeless at the time told me, he said, Mr. Ron, there ain't nobody ever going to believe our story. We got to write us a book. Well, this man had grown up on a plantation. He'd never been to school a day in his life. He didn't read or write. He'd been homeless on the streets for 25 years after serving 10 years in Angola State Penitentiary. But uh, I looked at him and I said, Denver, who, what do you mean we've got to write us a book? You don't read and you don't write, so who's going to write the book? And he said, oh, well, you know what I mean. I'm going to tell you my part of the story. You write it down. You know your part of the story, so you write that down. And when we get through with the two of them, we'll have us a book and we'll put it together and then we'll go out and we'll sell our book. So that's, that's how we got started. But uh, anyway, that uh, Denver was a man that my late wife, Debbie, had a, a literal dream about in 1998 when we moved back to Fort Worth, Texas. And she dreamed uh, in her dream, it was like a verse in Ecclesiastes 9.15, there was found in the city a certain poor man who was wise, and by his wisdom our city was changed. And so she asked me to go with her into the inner city and to find this man of her dream. So this is a tribute to your late wife, Debbie Hall, who passed away and sadly, I mean, this is part of the story theme of the movie that after she begins leading you to serve the homeless and transforms her part of her city, then she has this struggle with a sickness and it ends in great tragedy. Um, we're gonna show a movie clip about this brand new Hollywood movie, 
same kind of different as me, starring Greg Kinnear and Renee Zellweger. I mean, these are A-list Hollywood movie actors. Let's show uh, a quick video clip of same kind of different as me. I had another dream last night. Was it a good one or was it about me? It was about a poor wise man who changes the city. And I saw his face. Man, am I glad you guys showed up. Debbie, I got a sales call at 6.30. I got to drop off contracts north of town. No, you don't. Any infectious diseases floating around this place I should know about? <laughs> Martin told me about your friend. If you don't tell Debbie, I will. We've been married 19 years. We don't share the same life. We don't share anything. You can leave. You choose. What's your name? You don't need to know my name. Well, I'd like to know your name. Tell your woman to stop bothering me. You'd be doing me a big favor to just be nicer. You want to be my friend? Uh-huh. Well, I'm going to have to think about that. Where are you from? After my dad, the man put me up in a little shack. He didn't tell me that I could earn some money, maybe even some respect. You're befriending some homeless man. You lost your mind. They're looking for handouts instead of using their hands for work. And figure out why you want to know me. Done some bad things. You're not a bad man. And I'm glad we're friends. The world, start Very sexy what you did today. Hanging out with a homeless guy. How was it? Actually, it was kind of amazing. Some things you need to know about Miss Debbie. She's the only person to love you enough not to give up. I love you, Ronnie Ray. Whether we's rich or poor, we's all homeless. Just working our way back home. Denver changed everything. Our lives together would never be as along with most of the other members have a problem with you bringing your friend around. You can tell him that yourself. He's standing right there. You know, this movie, when I saw it in the preview here in the theater in Colorado Springs, it was touching to me personally because it's such a transparent reflection of your relationship with your late wife, Debbie Hall. Would you just talk about her for a moment? Well, I know uh, now that she is an angel in heaven, <clears throat> but uh, Debbie was a remarkable woman, but she, she was, an, uh, she was an, an ordinary person in everyday life, but she had extraordinary dreams and visions. She was a, a born-again Christian, that she was a God chaser. And, um, and so, in fact, that actually became a problem in our lives because in, in after 18 years of marriage, we were both living purpose-driven lives, but... Her purpose in life was serving our Lord and Savior. Her purpose in life was chasing hard after God. And my purpose in life at that time, unfortunately, was chasing hard after the almighty dollar. And therefore, our lives were taking different paths. And uh, at that point, I um, did an unspeakable thing, but uh, I had an affair and, uh, and had to confess it to Debbie. And, uh, but she forgave me for that affair and it was uh, the most remarkable thing. It was Christ-like forgiveness. 
because she told me if I would never do that again, she would never bring it up again. And for that kind of forgiveness, it, uh, it really, for me, uh, it demanded that I love her like she had never been loved before. You know, the Christ-like forgiveness, we're all forgiven that way by Christ, but until it happens to you real personal in a, in a situation like that, then you don't really experience or know the full and there depth. there are such amazing themes throughout this story. I mean, not just marriage and the difficulties that two people have in a relationship, but you go into racism and you go into homelessness and the causes of homelessness and how Christians can serve the poor and the redemption that is found in Jesus Christ. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, I'm gonna ask Ron Hall about those themes in this new movie. Giving you a megaphone in Washington, D.C. Dr. Chaps will be right back. How is your marriage doing? I wanna tell you about an exciting new four-part video DVD Bible study series on God's plan for marriage. In this video series, we team up with marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli. There are a lot of things that get in the way of our ability to have a healthy marriage, but with the way God intended it, he always wanted us to see his view of our relationship together. So everything we do when we talk about marriage or whether we're talking to men or whether we're talking to pastors and leaders, it all centers around this idea of vision. It's very important that we understand who God is and our relationship with Him is right in order for us to be able to live out really and truly Ephesians. And that also informs our role as men, how to love our wives. We can't really exactly. love them unless we understand the love of God. Exactly. So if you just think about love, you, we tend to think that love is an emotion. It's more uh, something that I feel, whereas the true definition of love, the way Jesus intended it, is, is not just an emotion, but it's, it's, a, it's charity, it's what I do. You know, to the degree that I am able to see my wife or my spouse through his eyes, that determines everything in my relationship. Yeah. And we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman. Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org you too can have a godly marriage. He is the intersection of church and state. Here is Dr. Chaps. Welcome back, I'm Dr. Chaps. The movie is same kind of different as me. Ron Hall is the author of this New York Times bestseller. Uh, Ron, you wrote the original version of this, which was not a bestseller, and then Thomas Nelson picked it up and. Uh, gave you a, a ghostwriter, Lynn Vincent, who helped you rewrite it, and it became a national phenomenon. How many copies have sold now? I think about a million and a half copies. And that is remarkable, and now it's been picked up by Paramount, and it's gonna be a national motion picture. When is that coming out in theaters? Uh, it comes out for wide release in February the 3rd. February of 2017. That's We've already seen a copy of it. Uh, it you know, you're, you're in the final editing stages. Uh, describe for me 
the plot of the movie. You've already talked about your own experience with your wife, Miss Debbie, how you were, you were pursuing money and uh, adultery, honestly, but your wife was pursuing Christ, and then what happened? Well, when she uh, forgave me for that, uh, I promised to her I would do anything she asked me for the rest of our lives together. And then we, we cruised along beautifully in our marriage for the next uh, 10 years. And for the, the first thing that she ever asked me to do was after she had a dream about this homeless, homeless man, she saw his face. She asked me if I would go into the inner city to find him. And so that day, the next morning after her dream, we began driving through the inner city of Fort Worth, Texas, looking for the man of her dream. And we didn't see him. We looked for a couple of weeks. So finally, we began serving at a homeless shelter, serving the evening meal. And after we'd been there a couple of weeks, uh, one day uh, this man burst into the uh, dining hall as we were serving the evening meal and threatened to kill everybody in the dining room. And he said, I'm going to kill whoever done it. I'm going to kill whoever stole my shoes. And uh, she looked at me and she said, Ron, that's the man that I had the dream about. And I said, which one? And she said, the one who's threatening to kill everybody. And she looked on at me. I was kind of had taken a position of hiding because I was really scared because a big fight had broken out and he was beating up a lot of people and screaming and overturning tables and everything. And I said, but honey, I was not at that dream you had with God. And if I'm going to be uh, uh, friends with someone who wants to kill everybody, maybe I should go talk to God myself. So uh, that's my first time that I saw the man of her dream. Well, and that man turned out to be Denver Moore, who is not just a central figure in this new movie, but is now a leader in the homeless ministry that you have helped to, to serve. So how did you guys get involved with the Union Mission, and not just there in, in Dallas, but the Union Mission is in how many cities across America? Oh, they're in about 400 cities across America. And they serve the homeless and they serve the, the, the poorest of the poor, on the streets of America, people who suffer with, uh, you know, mental illness, people who suffer with demonic possession, people who cannot pay their bills, or maybe they're just having hard hard times. But they come to these homeless missions in cities across America. And what do you see when when they come in the door? Well, you see broken hearts, and you see people who've lost all hope. And uh, but the good news is that Debbie had spiritual eyes to see through all the confusion and the hate and the anger and the pain and she saw directly to their hearts and that's what she saw uh, into Denver Moore that even though he was a man who uh, was called suicide on the streets because messing with him was like committing suicide. He was a mentally ill man, uh, he was an alcoholic, he had all the things associated with homelessness. He'd been on the streets for 25 years and he actually slept by a dumpster in the inner city or in hobo jungles. But he got his meals, his free meals at the Union Gospel Mission and, and stayed there on some nights. And but, he had also come out of prison. He was in, uh, you know, for a very serious crime, but he was eventually released. And then the movie talks about his life and his upbringing under a form of virtual slavery. And there are themes of racism in the movie when you talk about his upbringing and how he became mentally disturbed. And obviously he's the victim of abuse. Can yes. you talk about how he was delivered from that? Well, he was delivered through that by uh, finally a woman Miss Debbie, who was the first person after 25 years on the streets to show him love, to show him forgiveness, to show him Christ-like forgiveness, and, and to know that inside uh, 
the, his body beat a heart uh, that was created by God. It was created by God like us and de deserved to be treated better than he had treated or had ever been treated. So she showed him Christ-like love, and ultimately uh, that's what changed his life. And so he was eventually healed of a lot of his mental illness, uh, delivered of his demons, whether virtual or real, and is now a leader in the mission serving other homeless people. Well, he, he was for uh, about 10 years, Dr. Chaps, but unfortunately Denver went to be with the Lord and rejoined Miss Debbie uh, four years ago. But uh, Debbie died in 2000. Denver moved in with me a few months later in 2001. And he and I lived together 10 years, and, and we did uh, events and raising money for the homeless all across America. This man, who was the most dangerous homeless man on the street, was then honored at the White House and honored by governors and honored by mayors all across America as he became a spokesperson for the homeless. You can see him on, if you go on uh, YouTube and Denver and uh, Google Denver's name, you'll find some of his magnificent speeches that he gave and uh, raising money for the homeless all across America. So this is a fulfillment of Debbie's vision and that scripture in Ecclesiastes where you know, the, the wisdom will flow out of this man, and in, in your case, it's Denver Moore, uh, and he is now, his legacy is continuing even after his uh, unfortunate demise. We're gonna take a short break. When we come back, we'll ask Ron Hall a little bit more about how you can get involved in helping the homeless. Dr. Chaps will be right back with more PIJN News. How is your marriage doing? Ladies, would you like to learn how to get your husband to love you the way Christ loves the church? Men, would you like your wife to show proper respect? You know there's a Bible way to have a godly marriage? I'm not saying I'm the expert, but we interview in a four-part video teaching series a marriage and family ministry expert, Vince Dacchioli, and we go through the scriptures in four different parts. Part one is God's design for man and woman, Part two is godly roles for husband and wife. Three is sex and intimacy within godly marriage. And also God's plan for divorce. You wanna have this important four-part video series available for a suggested donation of $30 if you call our toll-free prayer line at 866-Obey-God. Again, that's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Or visit our website, PrayInJesusName.org. Take action today. Dr. Chaps needs you to sign an important online petition. Today, I want to invite you to sign a critical petition to defend innocent babies and to end abortion in America. On this show, we like to pray and petition God, but we also need you to take action today by petitioning Congress to stop the taxpayer-funded child killing, especially by defunding Planned Parenthood, America's number one abortion provider. Why are your taxes paying to murder innocent children in the womb? Well, if Congress would simply define personhood as life beginning at conception, we can reverse Roe versus Wade. Please join me today by signing this important petition to Congress. Visit PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org and sign your petition today. Sign today's petition right now. Again, visit PrayInJesusName.org to sign our petition right now. Stay tuned for the end of our show to learn how to partner with this ministry. Here's Dr. Chaps. 
Welcome back. I'm Dr. Chaps. I'm joined again via Skype from Dallas, Fort Worth by my new friend Ron Hall, who is uh, author of a New York Times best-selling book, Same Kind of Different as Me, and now screenplay writer of what is going to be a blockbuster movie when it comes out in February of 2017. Ron, describe for me the process. After um, Thomas Nelson turned your manuscript into a best-selling uh, a best-selling novel, well, I guess true to life novel, story of your life and Miss Debbie's life. How did it become a movie? Who, who approached you about turning it into a movie? Well, I was first uh, approached by a, a man who produced a movie called Pursuit of Happiness about a homeless man uh, that starred Will Smith. And that he never got a, a, a movie deal going on that. And then the people that produced Blindside uh, approached me and they did the same thing. They had a screenplay uh, written for mine, but it was not, they, they didn't, the, the screenwriter didn't capture our story and didn't really understand our story and the faith-based aspect of it and how important God and Christ was into in our story. So anyway, I got my rights back and I wrote the screenplay myself because I wanted the story to be true and I really wanted it to be honoring to my late wife and to Denver and to God. So I, I had to write the screenplay to get what I wanted. And then I went out and raised the money. Uh, and then by the last bit of money that came in, came in from Paramount as an investor in my film. So, Now, how did you get A-list actors like Greg Kinnear and Renee Zellweger to headline this movie. I mean, Renee has taken a hiatus. She was doing Bridget Jones five years ago, but now she's just coming back after five years away from Hollywood. Yours is the first major movie that she has made, although Bridget Jones's Baby just came out in theaters. I think they'll be, you know, that might come be released before yours, but how did you get these A-list actors? Well, they all resonated with the screenplay. Even Jaiman Hansu, who plays uh, the African-American man, the homeless man, Denver. Uh, Jaiman has been nominated for two Academy Awards, and uh, he's a, a fantastic actor. And he himself had been homeless on the streets until he was discovered by Calvin Klein and by Steven Spielberg. Uh, then Renee Zellweger, when she read our screenplay, she wasn't really that interested in getting back involved, but she read our screenplay and she herself secretly takes care of a homeless person in Santa Monica, California. So the story resonated with her so greatly that she just couldn't, uh, couldn't help but be a part of it. So we were thrilled and she, you know, they, they came, we didn't have the budget to pay them what they deserved, but they came because they believed in the project and they believed that our story is not only going to enormously entertain people, but will actually change people. And so therefore, that was why they were willing to do it. They wanted to see uh, what good can come of this film and our story and, and the lives that will be changed as a result of it. As far well, as Greg Lear, he had played in, in uh, Heaven is for Real and, and that movie did very well, but uh, he wasn't really wanting to do another Christian or faith-based movie right now, but his wife read the screenplay and the next day he calls and says, okay, I'll take the part. So. <laughs> well, that is inspiring. You know, when I saw this movie, it re-engaged my faith and it made me want to go out again and serve the homeless. I've been doing that over the years. When I was a Navy chaplain, we took sailors to serve the poor, uh, won six awards, including best in the Navy for serving the homeless. And wow. your inspiration story really 
can tell Americans how to get involved with the union mission in their city. Can you talk about that? What should people do after watching your movie? Well, what they should do, obviously, I, I don't believe anybody can sit and watch our film and not be called to action. It is a movie that calls to action, but it's an enormously entertaining movie as well. But uh, I, I think the first thing they can do is they can go to a local mission. They can serve one day or two days or begin serving the rest of their lives. They can donate things, but they can also involve with the most important thing I think that can happen is to involve the church where it takes all the church members to maybe just take in one homeless person and provide for all the needs of that homeless person and show them Christ-like love and help rehabilitate them. You know, these are some people that have never been loved. They haven't been shown love in years, but uh, ultimately all the food that you give them will keep their bellies full and a roof over their head at a mission. But until someone loves them and shows them respect and the love of Christ, lives will not be changed. Now, Ron, I happen to know because I saw the movie, you're also a very successful businessman and you're an art dealer. Can you describe the painting that's behind you and then transition into your foundation? How can business help uh, your foundation care for poor people? Well, you can't really see all of this uh, painting because it's much larger than, uh, than we're showing in the, in the, in the screen. But uh, this painting was featured in our film. Uh, the artist Julio Larraz, a very famous Latin American painter, painted it for us. The painting is worth about 130 to $150,000. And he donated it to our foundation to help uh, remodel and, and rebuild a, a homeless mission in Jackson, Mississippi, where we shot the film. And, um, but that's how, uh, how this painting is, is a part of it. We're going to sell it um, through our foundation, uh, which is same kind of different as me, foundation.org. And I, and I started that foundation so that uh, it could allow people an easy way to begin helping the homeless. And on that foundation, we not only take donations and we redirect them to the people that need it, but we sell merchandise like backpacks that you can buy, you know, six or eight or 10 backpacks and you can fill them with bottled water and a Chick-fil-A, uh, gift certificate and uh, socks or something. We sell blankets as well, and we sell them really good and fine quality blankets and backpacks. The money goes, not only you can use those to, to give out to the homeless, but you, the money that comes into us from that goes back to the homeless. So it's a, it's a double thing that you can help the homeless in both ways, either through our foundation and you be able to give directly to the homeless and put a, a nice clean backpack in their hand with some water or whatever else that you want to put so in So everybody can get involved. Ron, we're almost out of time, but I discern upon you the spirit of God. God has called you and your late wife, Debbie, and Denver to greatness. And I pray their legacy is fulfilled through this movie and through your ministry. Same kind of different as me is the movie, same kind of different as me, foundation.org is the website. Our guest has been Ron Hall. Ron, thank you so much for your time. Thank you, Dr. Chaps, my pleasure. God bless you in Jesus' name. We're out of time, but I'll see you next time. Chaplain Klingenschmidt is a graduate of the U.S. Air Force Academy who earned his Ph.D. in theology from Regent University. As a former Navy chaplain, by taking a public stand for freedom of speech and religious expression, and by sacrificing his own 16-year career and million-dollar pension, he was vindicated by the U.S. Congress, who changed the law and restored freedom for military chaplains to pray in Jesus' name.
Dr. Chaps not only defended the Constitution, but his petitions have helped change the law in 10 states, restoring freedom to pray in Jesus' name. Dr. Chaps needs your financial support to stay on the air. Would you please send your best donation today? Please visit PrayInJesusName.org to donate online. Or you can mail a check to Pray In Jesus Name Ministries, Post Office Box 77077, Colorado Springs, Colorado 80970. You can also call us toll-free right now at 866-Obey-God. That's 866-O-B-E-Y-G-O-D. Please sign up for our free emails at PrayInJesusName.org. Again, that's PrayInJesusName.org.